Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! today good yeah there we go they're doing okay <laughs> uh excellent thank you so much for coming to this uh live recording of this podcast called the meat improv uh hey paul <laughs> a friend from high school is here that's pretty awesome uh, uh if you're not familiar with the show uh which that might be the case uh the meat improv is a podcast where we bring on two comedian guests uh, each of them share a true meaty story from their life. We talk about that a little bit. And then we do improv comedy based uh, loosely on those stories. So that's pretty much what you're in for. Uh, we're your hosts. Oh, yes. We shouldn't say our names. I'm Josh Simpson. And I'm Jake Jabor. Uh, and we're from Los Angeles. We're currently taking a train from Los Angeles <laughs> to New York City <laughs> over the course of two weeks in coach. Don't recommend that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm having a great time. Yeah, Jake is sleeping like a baby. I'm sleeping uh, like the opposite of a baby, <laughs> like an, an old, old man, <laughs> like an old man who can't uh, enjoy a chair. That's what, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's how we got here uh, just today. Uh, but you know what? You're not here to see us. Obviously, you're here to see your friends. Uh, these wonderful improvisers, please. Uh, give it up for Emily Fightmaster, Tours with Second City, and Susan Messing of This Annoyance Theater. Woo! Yeah. There we go. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Thanks or thanks for, for having, having us, oh, yeah. Los Angelinos. Hello. <laughs> thanks for having us. Chicago I know we're so exotic because we're in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Milwaukee, so I can... Name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> Miller Lite. Um, Pabst Blue Ribbon at one point. The other champagne of beers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Schlitz Miller High Life. Is, Schlitz was there. Yep. Schlitz was there. I read a memoir about the Schlitz family. You did? Yeah. It was like it was kind of like the black sheep girl of the Schlitz family. Oh, I mean, <laughs> really? what a bad name. My brother is like 22 and he is still enamored with alcohol. And he came to town and saw one of my shows, got completely hammered. And then we were at Old Town Ale House afterwards. And he was like, oh, my God. What is this beer? It's so hoppy. It's so crisp. And I was like, that's a schlitz, you fucking moron. We're <laughs> 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 really close. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're here in the Annoyance Theater. Um, Susan, you teach here, yes? I certainly do, and many other places, too. I whore about town. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I do. Uh, I don't even think you're allowed to do that in L.A. I teach at the UCB. I don't think, I think and you're I not do. allowed to teach anywhere else? I think I can do, like... Little boot camp workshops, but yeah, I'm stuck at. They don't like you. Uh, That's ridiculous. Crossing streams. <laughs> you know what? You know what I realized when I started teaching for everyone, I stopped giving a shit about the politics. There you go. I That's walked, good. I seriously, because I was like all righteously indignant about the politics. I'm like, just go in and do some fucking make em ups and get the fuck out of Dodge. Nobody owns you. Mm-hmm. Nobody owns you, motherfucker. You are here, so for me to tell you, no, <laughs> nobody fucking owns you. 
You Susan, say that on stage at the DCM. Susan, he's shaking. DCM 19, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we, that's a we, prime year. Yeah, we it did, is we a prime year. We couldn't wait for it. It is a prime year. You're right. Yeah, I see. We couldn't wait for 20. Isn't that a UCB thing? What, the DCM? Yeah. 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 That's where we go. They don't own me. <laughs> they do pay my bills, though. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I do understand stretching yourself really thin or honoring the building that you're in. And certainly if you have a home, I mean, I love the annoyance so much because you can do whatever the fuck you want here. And that, as opposed to honoring the building that you're in, you honor this building by doing whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in another building i guess i'm still doing whatever the fuck i i'm old so i do whatever the fuck i want yeah there you go cool it's a good policy right um so this might be boring to this live audience in front of us but we have improvisers that listen on the internet wow tell me because once you said ucb everybody went shut up (laughs) (laughs) you just gave me integrity i didn't have (laughs) so i'm psyched we play game there folks and that's it uh it's the only way to do it i'm kidding uh uh, actually he's not (laughs) uh but it's cool, man. I get that shit. Yeah. It's good shit. I, that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about a little bit is like what makes um, maybe, well, you just said you do whatever the fuck you want. But like, but one of the things well, I love about, for example, UCB, I would use UCB principles when I'm on a film set. Um, I just didn't know it was UCB principles until I told it was told, oh, that's their gig, which is they're teaching you how to write on your feet, instant sketch. Yeah. And, I, and so the game of the scene is the first weird, odd, strange thing that mm-hmm. somebody invents, and then we all fuck it till it's dead. And I think that's great. I love that shit. <laughs> um, if I am doing a movie, they always say the first two takes, do it as written, and the third one, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And as long as it fulfills the function of the beat and is funnier and better mm-hmm. and even worse. So <laughs> that's what I do, and then that's the one that gets in the movie, and then I don't get upset because at least my shit got in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And that's where UCB is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I do that as an improviser. I mean, I can always put a person in your tiresome left brain invented plot. I'm cool with that. <laughs> right? Give me some situation, bitch. You know, I'm in. I'm in. So I... I left I brain nothing, strong. You know what? I have nothing... But I had got nothing but respect. Mad, mad props. They're yeah. great, they're great human beings. And again, when people are standing on the side of the stage and their ironic hoodies ready to say something funnier, I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it better as a podcast. When I did the improv for humans with Matt yeah. at the San Francisco Improv Festival, it's set up. You are watching a live podcast, a live radio show. So that form is protected for you. Mm-hmm. That said, when I'm kind of watching it, the just people standing on the side waiting for their turn to say their thing, it might not be as interesting for me um, because I don't feel it's as protected as much because I think this is such a visual art for me. Yes. So when people stand there, they have to invent. And when they do shit, they get to discover. And I don't think the audience ever says, what a much better left brain premise you gave me. Very good yeah. for you. Or this form had so many bells and whistles. I understood none of it. Good for you. <laughs> you know, so I, I just like fucking around now. But then again, I'm old and I've probably done everything that everybody's asked me to do. Yeah. That's all. Well, I mean, I've been teaching. I've been, I've been performing for like ten years there, and and like teaching for six. And I know that like they're known, especially Besser's school of thought is known for like the left brain premise. But there is a lot of like it's not all invention, you know. There's there's a lot. It doesn't of, matter. I loved playing with Besser. He was yeah. fucking amaze balls. So I don't have an issue with it. It's yeah. just not the only thing I want to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So when I'm there, like I said, I've I played with those guys. Those guys play super fast, mm-hmm. and I can keep up with that, and I like that too. But even if I slowed down and chewed my food, they would let me slow down and chew my food mm-hmm. while continuing to do what they would do. They would fold me in like raisins in a cake. They wouldn't like change their cake. 
I just it's a raisin cake now, and that's cool. So they can always adapt. Interesting. They're improvisers. They, it might, now maybe I'm lying. Maybe maybe I'm not lying, but maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe it isn't that. Maybe it's a lot more set in their ways and this and that. But I don't know. I know those guys, and I've played with them, and they're a joy to play with. They they do shit. Yeah. But they teach it a little more static. Maybe just so that everybody, you know, you go to a Walmart. It always looks like a Walmart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You go to your Target. It always looks like a Target, so you feel comfortable in that thing. So if everybody's doing that thing, everybody knows that thing we're all doing. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is interesting, so forgive me if it's not for anyone else. Uh, but, uh... uh <laughs> Uh, the way I frame it these days is like, because game can be like very structured, like at least the way that it's taught. And they think they do that on purpose in like their levels, like one through four. I'm sure Once they'll even say it. that you play by all these rules we give you so that ultimately you can break the rules. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I don't see Amy or, or um, Besser or Walsh or Ian playing that way. Yeah. They play any way they want. Yeah. So, but if you're going to put something in a formula... You know, you you want your tab to taste like your tab all the time. You know what I mean, right? You want your tab. Yeah. And then everybody knows we're drinking tab. Yeah. So That's I've heard a really bad 1970s <laughs> add some pork loin, like pork rind reference. Um, so annoyance I've heard, and this might be uh, putting it in too small of a box, but is like about taking care of yourself. I just put you in a fucking box, yeah. so yeah, feel free. Uh, it's about taking care of yourself. Is that like, that's just what I've, Here's the only that's thing. the motif I've Here's seen. Here's the thing. You, the only thing you own in a scene is you, right? That's the only thing you get. I mean, oftentimes people start a scene and so everybody thinks, oh fuck, that's, their, that's my scene or mm-hmm. oh fuck, that's your scene. But it's not. An initiation for me is the beginning. So I can always, the only, if the only thing I get is my body, you can't control my spine. So I still get to be anybody I want to be within the context of your shit. Uh-huh. And even then, I'm going to play your game, but I'm also going to play a million other. How rich do I want my world to be? Yeah. Do yeah. I want it to be a static one game plot? I can do that, but I'm still going to amuse myself simply for me. You know, I mm-hmm. still might be playing with a booger, you know, <laughs> and like you can't stop me from booger play. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to stop you from any booger play today. I, you're not going to stop me from any play, bitch. You asked for this. <laughs> I just got called you a dumb bitch enough on my own to, podcast. You're dumb enough to ask me. I'm smart enough to do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Emily's like watching it like in chagrin. Just having fun. <laughs> you guys, so mellow and cool. <laughs> but I mean, I, I really don't have like, I know people get mad at different schools of thought and I work with IO and the Annoyance and Second City, and I'm teaching at the School of Steppenwolf this summer, and I just finished up at DePaul, and then I'll be at the University of Chicago. And I'm not saying this to be a dick. I'm saying that I've got to manipulate myself through different buildings and the integrity of each building that I'm in. And I do honor the place that I am, and I'm lucky to be wherever, whenever I'm that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized, for me, it didn't work to just marry one place. Just yeah, for yeah. Me. And here's the thing about um, when you were talking about Shit, go back to that UCB shit you were just talking about because you just had a point. Uh, one. Just sort of about how they teach the structure and then you can kind of break it. Is that the one? No, or? I'll keep going. Um, so I like my ironic sweatshirts. Uh, I do like uh, their ironic uh, sweatshirts. <laughs> well, I think it's so ironic because they say don't think and that's all you do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck, I got to think, man. <laughs> and it's good thinking because you do come up with, you know, there was a very Dell principle where he'd say you don't take the first choice, you don't make the second choice, you'd make the third more contemplative choice because he was trying to get people away from making jokes. Mm-hmm. And I think UCB people go back back in their head and come out with the coolest fucking version of that shit. 
Yeah. As opposed to like, I like going eggs, then bacon, then toast and discovering breakfast. But sometimes I just vomit and go, what the fuck was for breakfast? So taking care of myself. Yeah. Was, that annoyance principle, that was a very Mick principle. Okay. That the best way for you to take care of your partner in a scene instead of looking them to make you whole. That's creepy. But the best way to take your partner, take care of your partner is to have your partner look at you and go, oh man, that bitch still there doing the same shit they were doing at the top of the scene. I love that bitch. You keep being that bitch. Because when you make a choice, we love it until you drop it. Yeah. So, so we're enjoying that. We want more, please, which is great. So that means I come from a thesis where you're right, and now your job is to be more right. So when I'm at I.O., I bring that annoyance principle that I learned from Mick. And mm-hmm. now people take care of their, their fucking selves in that scene. Yeah. And then if I were at UCB, yeah, the, I've got the game of me. I'm going to take the fuck care of myself as yeah. well. I'm going to bring you power there. But I think sometimes... People and buildings would get upset because we are an uncensored space, and they'd be like, that's not okay for this theater. Mm-hmm. In the past, I have been told, you know, a certain, well, I've learned that you have to protect content so that people can laugh. So I'm going to maybe do something a little different at 7 than I am at 10.30 in a fuck you slot. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, also think the, the audiences are different. Because uh, I, I, I think what the annoyance has is they don't have... Um, they don't have audiences that are coming in and expecting a certain thing. So if you are at Second City, uh, you are playing to a house of 300 that came to see, you know, where all the alumni are from. I yeah. mean, that's really how they sell the theater. That's how we sell the theater. And social and political satire. Yeah, social and political satire. And this is, you know, where Steve Carell was from. And this is where Tina Fey was from. And audiences come in, you know, tourist audiences coming in wanting to see a joke every 30 seconds. Uh, and even like Herald audiences at the EIO, are, they're looking for something different. But at the annoyance, I think audiences come in a little bit more pure and that they're like, we know this is going to be weird. We know you guys are weird because you're here. And so they're willing to watch a show and let it get weird. Mm-hmm. And I like, I love that about the annoyance. I feel like annoyance is, whenever people are like, where should you take classes? I always say the annoyance because I think that's where... I found my sense of humor before uh-huh. any other theater. Cool. I think it's amazing to even hear this because when we started it, it was simply, I, well, I think Mick probably started, he's probably just angry at Sharna or someone. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't know why he started. But I, I, what I know what he was saying is that this has its own integrity, whether it be grounded or social and political satire or not. It doesn't matter. I can stand on this stage and go muka, 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 muka for about five hours and be delighted with myself. <laughs> and if I'm willing to do it, you'll probably be willing to watch it. <laughs> you might get very angry. I don't know. But, but it's one of the few uncensored spaces truly in the world. And I think UCB feels very strongly about a sense of freedom yeah. as well. And, and sometimes in heavy structure, you do find freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're like, oh, this is my house. You know, it, it just depends what kind of house you want. I like to build my house, and this is a house that already exists, I think, yeah. in the UCB. And I kind of like that. I, yeah. I like how everybody is different. Well, Annoyance also has, I think, the most rainbow variety of shows. Where Second City, we are mostly doing like political, satirical comedy with some like grounded relationship scenes. <laughs> with some uh, grounded relationship <laughs> scenes. And I, I always doing the Herald. Like uh, the Annoyance will have a musical, and then it will have an open improv slot, and then it will have a burlesque show that is also political satire, and then it, it'll have an all woman group. And the, like it's there's just know, such UCB a rainbow. UCB has that too. UCB does it. Is there, yeah, yeah. Does that too. UCB is like it's like a potluck 
Yeah, yeah, I love a potluck theater. This is a good thing. And somebody brings a noodle pudding to a potluck. You don't say, you can't bring a fucking noodle pudding to a potluck. It's a fucking potluck, right? Yeah. yeah. You try it. So, but, <laughs> you put it I, on your plate. But I do believe... Someone just came in and left like, noodle pudding at a potluck. Brilliance. <laughs> the We're fuck is this? Brilliance. <laughs> uh, very cool. But it's not like, but again, it's not something I think about a lot. I'm super happy that they're popular. I'm. You get some of the best writers in the world out of UCB. Yeah. Um, I'm just. I'm really proud of of the amount of work uh, that they do, and that they're doing it in so many <clears throat> different places. I think it just must be difficult because once you turn anything renegade into an institution, the annoyance was known as the island of misfit toys. We yeah. were just fucking around, and we did some sick shit. We had the best fucking time, and then these people ended up like doing really cool shit with their lives. I th- that happened with the UCB guys when they were virtual reality. Yeah. And even in the beginning of UCB, it was just very fucking renegade. When you put anything on stage for a while, all of a sudden you become an institution. And with that becomes another freak show because how do you expand the barriers naturally and be accepting as and as groovy mm-hmm. as a human being as possible because that is the theory of improv as, mm-hmm. a, as a community. And I'm sure you love the community there. And yeah. I'm sure yeah. they're fucking amazeballs. Anybody I know who ever goes to DCM is like so happy with themselves. Yeah. They're so yeah. happy. It's like the highlight of their of their year. Yes. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly fun, yeah. And also I'll say this, having toured Phoenix, uh, Austin, San Antonio, New Orleans, and coming here and playing with players from those cities. I mean... Uh, we pretty much follow the... It's been like speaking the same language, even though they aren't oh, yeah. taught the same principles. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just it, in it, fucking it Portugal. Out. They all fucking speak the same language, <laughs> which I didn't know they spoke Portuguese. I thought they spoke Spanish. <laughs> that's how stupid I am, and that's how much I learn every fucking day. I was like, oh, I knew that. No. <laughs> like, oh, I'm a horrible person. Portuguese is such a fucked up sounding language. It is a it's fucked like up sounding language. It's like Spanish and Russian it's combined. Like, no, it's like Spanish and German fucked each other. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's something up. because Maybe that happened. It has the potential of being lyrical and then has like this crunchy end. You're like, what? Then it's just fucked. Yeah, but the people who speak it, they speak it well. Again, they're cool as hell. They are. The Portuguese are really groovy. And Sen- uh, God damn it, I'm not even going to say it. Sintra, that where we stayed, it's just like like every monarch who had that place decided they needed a new castle. So there's like, 40 fucking castles and they're all ridiculously beautiful and the flora is like insane and it's just it's crazy who are you there with Rachel uh no Rachel (laughs) couldn't go but my friend Maria Peters from London was there so she did my show there and then I did two shows that I didn't think I would do and I'd never done before but I actually and normally I'd be like ew but I was just like, you can't. You're in fucking Portugal. You got to do what they say. So I did this guy, uh, Frank's Lightbox show. And I was actually willing, like, I, I was like, please don't be really stupid and weird. And, and it was weird, but not stupid. Yeah. And now I want to do it again because I figured it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was kind of glad cool. I talked myself into something I was going to be a snotty fuck about. Because I always find out how wrong I am in the best sort of way. <laughs> I do. Cool. You're cool. You're cool. You're from UCB. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we open on a tab soda factory. <laughs> um, Emily, can I talk to you for one minute? Oh, yeah. Uh, you're doing great work. Thank uh, you. Um, really doing a bang-up job on the floor. Thank you. Uh, some of the stores we ship to uh, have been reporting that they're getting cases of tab and then also a couple cases of tab by Emily. 
Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do something a little special for him. Nope. When you got a customer that long, you got to send him something personalized. Okay. We've got a list of ingredients that go into tab. Uh, yeah. I, re- I read it. I know it. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> I make it. So are you adding something else to I'm the tab? I'm just adding a little bit of me. <laughs> uh, go on ahead. You say I put my own sprouts in the salad. Boy. Uh, <laughs> we cut to a convenience store. Uh, hi. Are you, do you have any more of that tab by Emily? <laughs> Um, actually, it was recalled. What? I'm so sorry. You're, You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> I, excuse me? Yes, I'm, I wish I were. And I'm going to say in quotes, air quotes, fucking, uh, killing, kidding you, but I'm not. Uh, there's absolutely no tab on this shelf. I've had... Uh, no, six, I went tab by Emily. Yeah. Oh, oh, tab by Emily. Oh, my God, yes. Well, actually, they're on back order. They are so goddamn popular. Really? Have, oh, my God. They're br- I have to say, tab was taken out because of cyclamates. I'm sorry, I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> tab Why is from are you cyc- here? What? Well, how do you think I can pay for treatment? Yeah, that's and, a good point. But, I mean, I, I got to tell you honestly, I was a tab woman. Got some cancer, and they said, take out the cyclamates. You're still going to have cancer. I'm like, well, if I'm dying, it's stage four. I don't mean to brag. It's just I'm, I've got no, stage didn't four. Think but you anyway, but the Emily's has I no hear you say you got stage four. <laughs> oh, somebody thinks they're fancy because they got stage, stage four, four cancer. cancer. By the way, we are now at a book club. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm sorry, ladies. I don't mean to brag. I just don't have a lot of time left. So if you want me to work at the bake sale or the, the, uh, gra- the rummage sale, or if you want me to do, uh, the, the, uh, the car wash, I'm just going to be a little out of it. Kathleen, can I ask you something? You may ask me anything. When I assigned this book, my favorite book, A True I'm Girls sorry, in can Brooklyn. Can I stop you right there? Yeah, go ahead and stop me, <laughs> Kathleen. I'm going to stop you right there because go ahead. You, it is physically possible for you to do something you're an english teacher at a charter school you know better it is you can do something may you yes you may Kathleen, i'll be honest i'm happy you're dying well it comes out you know in a life and death situation we find out who are your friends now you got four weeks left did you finish the damn book for I do not know exactly if I have four <laughs> weeks of life. Right now, I still got some peps in my steps. And by the way, I am homeopathically treating it with Tab by Emily. That is why I you have my, Tab by Emily. Yes, oh my I God. do. I have a prescription for it—a medical prescription. It saves lives. We should have. Can we? Come my on. my husband won't be home for a few more hours. Maybe we could have some. Well, I can give you some of my morphine, but by the time I Emily, I do not know if I will be willing to share that, especially with someone. Give us the who, fucking tab by Emily. Oh, my God. Stop it. Ow. Ow. Okay, okay fine. Just take Rip her wig off. Get off my chest. You're on my coccyx now. Kathleen, this is not how you want to go. Oh, Gave it to you. What do you want You know, it's her own sprouts. <laughs> Cut back. <laughs> So yeah, I don't see what the big problem is. Well, now I'm understanding this form thing. (laughs) I'm loving their form thing. They started with a situation. It's like improv for humans, but with different people. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so meta. I didn't mean to be so meta. No. Cut to Susan's brain. (laughs) (laughs) 
Susan promised to take us to Cunt City today. Cunt <laughs> City population me. <laughs> yeah. It started with me weighing myself this morning. And I went, wow, I didn't know someone five foot two could pack so much shit on. I'm like the fruitcake of people. I'm like, you pick me up and you're going to be like, are there bricks in your fucking pocket? And I'm like, no, that's five months of a broken ankle and depression. <laughs> yeah, so I woke up in a bad Bad mood, and I'm sorry. It's all right. No. At least you slept. I I didn't sleep on the train. You didn't sleep at all? Oh, no. You don't sleep on the train, do you? It's very hard. And also, speaking of packing it on, I'm not not looking for any kind of scale. (laughs) (laughs) My my pants are, uh, my belt is is barking. (laughs) Both of his thighs are the size of mine. Just know that. That is true. Packing on weight. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Try going to Texas. You got called a bitch and told you had tiny thighs. <laughs> Girl, I wish I had those thighs. <laughs> Welcome to Chicago. <laughs> Thank Chicago, you. It's, like, it's the middle of the night. I'll eat three more Polish. I mean, it is. Like, yeah, LA's I'm... like, I don't know. Does that have calories? I can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the meat part of the podcast. Uh... Uh, where the our guests one by one tell a story. Uh, Emily, you're selected to go first. Um, um, what would you like to talk about? So I want to talk to you guys about a time I I was living in Europe at the time, and I went to Barcelona. That is my summary. Of okay. This. Okay. So I I worked at a a theater in Amsterdam called Boom Chicago, and um, it is uh, yeah I know everyone in Amsterdam speaks Dutch, and it's. A, a hell of an experience. You you go over there, and you write a show, a show for English second language audiences, and it you know it's hard, but it's really cool, and we were really happy with the product that we made. Now, here's the fun part about Boom: it turns you into the worst person imaginable. <laughs> like you can't imagine how bad of a person you are until you, mean like you go your, to Boom. Your, your morals. Yeah, they're oh. gone. And it's yeah, it's because you know... So, like, when you go there and you're kind of desperate and you're, like, writing this show and you're going through a process and you have, like, five other American friends that are also in your cast and you're living with them and there's blow everywhere and drugs are normal and no Dutch person is nice to you because they don't like Americans, you just, like, you fucking devolve. And so I had just been, like, melting for a like a year and I had had like a very inappropriate long affair with a castmate and uh you know her girlfriend found out about it and that was just a fucking punch to the head but the worst part was that my girlfriend found out about it Mm. (laughs) Uh, and my girlfriend was living in the states at the time and so I had been kind of honest with her because we were open and I was just like you know I'm I'm fucking this person and I know you're dating other people, but if you still want to do this, then I'll, I'll still do it with you. And she was like, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, as long as you're not still fucking your castmate. And I was like, oh, God, for sure. I'm not still <laughs> fucking them. <laughs> and I fucking was. Um, <laughs> and uh, so my girlfriend comes out and I've been there for like seven months now. And she finally comes out to visit me. And this was sad, by the way. She comes out to visit me, and she gets there, and she's like, oh, you're, you're in love. You're not fucking someone. You're in love with them. And I was like, no, bullshit, bullshit, no, oh, uh, no. And she's like, yes, you are. And we get in this huge fight, and she, 
she finds one of my castmates sweaters at my house and she's like, what is this? And I was like, I was doing her laundry. Um, <laughs> because we're the only ones with a washer and dryer, which is like true, but also not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> And she finds it and she's like, fuck you. I'm not going to the show tonight. I'm staying home. I need to figure my shit out. And I was like, such a bad person at the time. I was like, yeah, fuck you. Go ahead and stay home. I don't give a fuck. Which is not like me. It's sociopathic. It's so, it was so sociopathic. <laughs> wow. And like it, it's truly a nightmare thinking about everything that I did. So I go to the show and while I'm gone, she sends me a text messages that are photos of my journal entries. <gasps> oh, no. Whoa. Nobody wins in that, no. in that argument. No, so no, 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 no. She'd no, gone no, no. through all of my things and looked for excerpts with this woman's name in it and had snapped photos of it and sent it to me while I'm at work. Now, my dad is bipolar schizophrenic, and he used to do that to me all the time. And so I was already a fucking sociopath, but then this happened and I was like triggered in a weird way. And I just, I called her and I went nuts. And I, this is backstage before a show and I lost my mind, like rage, cry, screaming, call her. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. She's in Amsterdam (laughs) to visit me. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. And she's like, I can't. Please don't make me leave. And I was like, fine, don't leave. But fuck you. If you touch my shit again, I'll call the fucking cops. She oh. says her mom a thing and says, uh, I told my mom that you threatened to hit me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I haven't been home to hit you yet. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe if I would have been there, I would have fucking knocked my journals out of your hand and killed you. <laughs> but I haven't hit you yet. And then that was like, finally, the last straw was get the fuck out of my house. And she goes to a hotel at night. And that night I and I do a bunch of blow. So I'm still raging and I go home. She's not there. And the next morning I realize what I've done. And my heart breaks because this is it. You don't hurt a person like this and then bounce back from it. And she has, since the moment I met her, what I was convinced was the love of my life. Um, And so I go to her hotel room and she looks me in the face and she goes, boom, changed you. You are a bad person. You, your heart is gone. And she leaves. So I lose my mind. And she and I had scheduled a trip to Barcelona and I had no money at Boom because I don't fucking pay you shit. And so we'd scheduled this trip to Barcelona. I got a uh, Airbnb that was overlooking uh, La Sagrada Familia, that huge church that like Gaudi never stopped building. And I have two fucking tickets to Barcelona and I'm like, well, I'm going. I, I have to go. I can't stay here. I'll kill myself. And so I asked my friend Ian who's in the cast with me, if he'll go with me. And he says yes. So the night before we go, we have a, like a 5 a.m. flight. And we decide we're going to do drugs. And we do, <laughs> because that's, where, that's what we do. So we have a show, and then there's a huge party at Boom, which there is every night. And we go backstage, and we're doing all this, what we think is blow. And then someone's like, actually, that's just good speed. <laughs> Now, Uh-oh. <laughs> I knew immediately when I'd done it that it was good speed because it burns and made me cry. And also, we found out when I got back to the States that like good speed in Amsterdam is actually meth. 
Oh my God, you're That's an unintentional <laughs> meth head. I mean, I love I've it. Been That's doing pretty good speed. <laughs> that is good speed. I've been doing good speed for months. I had one. Oh my I God. I had wondered why. I'm like already kind of a slight person, but I had wondered why I was like 130 pounds. And that your teeth were falling out. I mean, literally chronic tooth pain. My, I looked 40 fucking years older. I was like. I was just gray all the time. I was all constantly getting in fights. I put my... <laughs> getting in fights? Like, like full-blown brawls on the street. I was constantly getting drunk and then doing this, like, fucking meth and then putting my hand through windows. I just have, like... Holy from shit. that whole year, I just have scars all over my body from oh. just, like, seeing glass and breaking it. And I'm thinking... Crystal knocked of your mind. Yes. And I'm thinking it's because this theater job is hard. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we can't have nice things. Yes, that is why we cannot have nice things. So that night, we do this good speed, and we're like, well, we already did a line of speed. Like, we're going to fucking keep doing it, right? And we do a shit ton, because we think because our flight is at 5 o'clock in the morning, we should just do as much speed as uh, available, and then we'll be awake for our flight. (laughs) <laughs> and so I go over to this guy's house with Ian. We're, we're taking the party elsewhere. All the curtains in the home are blacked out. There are only beanbag chairs. It, everything is covered in fucking bugs. And I decide I'm going to have sex with a guy that I know has herpes and scabies. And well, I that seems scabies. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I take this guy into the bathroom after we Sexy have this guys. long speed out conversation where I'm like, actually, like, I'd still fuck a dude if he was like, had a lesbian brain. And he was like, I have a lesbian brain for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the Check. bathroom. <laughs> yes. yes. Bucket list. So we go into the bathroom and I hear like a knock on the door and Ian just comes in, grabs me by the collar. And he's like, oh, no, absolutely not. And we get in a taxi and we go to the airport. I thought you were going to say got in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saved beat you the from shit out of herpes it. and scabies. What was that? Yes. yes. Yeah. And chlamydia. Oh, Jesus. So we go to the airport and um, we are both still fucking high. And then we get on a plane. And that was easily one of the worst moments of my life. We get on a plane and we go to Barcelona. And then we come down from the amount of meth that we did for basically the entire three-day trip and i'm talking about detox detox but we are in the most beautiful one of the most beautiful cities in the world and we can't leave the hotel room because it's too hard for us to stand and move and so and all it's like even with the view we had we had to stay in the room with all like the windows closed because it was like well we can't see the sun So, oh my gosh. The last day, we're finally feeling healthy enough to walk. <laughs> and we go. And mind you, this is when we find out Barcelona's kind of racist because Ian, Ian is uh, a man of color. And we would go into these restaurants and there would be people sitting down and eating. And they would see us together. And they hate interracial couples, or at least the neighborhood that we were in did. And they'd be like, no, not for you. This is closed. And that happened to us a Jesus. few times. And finally. Oh my God. There are worse people than you guys. They some <laughs> fucking how. Uh, and so we go. We were like, well, we can't eat, so let's go rent a scooter. And that sounds wise. Yes. And so we go to the scooter rental place, and I've never driven a scooter before, and Ian has because he's from Florida, and they like drive everything once because they're all trying to die. <laughs> uh, and he sees like this big fucking honking scooter, and he's like, I want to rent that one. Now, Ian doesn't have a license uh, and is not allowed to drive because he was pulled over 
uh, and had used his brother's license. So he is like, you know, stolen identity basically. And just like completely is not allowed to do anything. And so this, this Spanish man is, is saying like, well, obviously you're going to drive. You're the man. And Ian's like, no, she's going to drive. She, um, owns a scooter shop. (laughs) It's like, Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I do own a scooter shop. <laughs> yes, and I love scooters. <laughs> and he was like, "What? Oh, really? You own a you own a scooter shop? What kind of?" Because he hated the idea of a man, let alone a black man, being on the back of a scooter that a white woman was driving. Just made this man <sighs> so sick. And that makes I'm me sad. It was sad. And so I'm. We're there for. I'm not fucking around an hour while this guy is quizzing me on scooters, and I'm. I don't know how a car works. And you're coming down from meth. Yeah, and I'm coming down from meth. And so it'll be like, well, what kind of scooter is this? I'm like, God, that's a that's a big black one. <laughs> that one's a big black one with a probably a little engine on the side, huh? He's like, yeah, good enough. So, so he's like, he's like racist and sexist, but he's also a fucking moron. <laughs> and Generally. finally, he's like, finally, I'm not no joke. After an hour, he lets me get on the scooter. And Ian can't tell me how to ride it because we've convinced this man for so long that I know how. And so he's he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, that one, and that one. And I'm like, what the fuck, you fucking asshole? But he's like, you look so cool. We're gonna prove this guy wrong. And I was like, you're right. I'm gonna prove this guy wrong. <laughs> so I put on the helmet and I get on this fucking scooter and I start to walk it out into the street. The street is one of the biggest streets in fucking Barcelona. And he's like, "All right, uh, drive it around the block by yourself." He's like, "I got this. I'm I'm Wonder Woman. I'm I'm hot. I'm strong. I'm young. I've got this. I am a feminist." <clears throat> and so I get on. And Ian's like, yeah, that's the one, and points to the right handle thingy. Obviously, I've, I've spent a lot of time reading up on it. <laughs> and I rev it, and I start to turn to go into the street. And uh, then I, I, if a street <laughs> runs like this, like, you know, straight ahead, a straight ahead I ran um, directly across the street <laughs> into a parked car, <laughs> <laughs> totaled it, Never took my hands off the throttle. <laughs> Is that what it's called? So you like so just dug it in more. Dug it, dug it in, but then ramped up onto a fence. Had to be pulled off of it. So total this fucking round four. Total the scooter. I have to be pulled off of it. And meanwhile, I like see it all happen in my mind so clearly because I rev it. I go. I hit the car. My leg is jammed in there, and I turn around to Ian, and Ian goes and looks at the man and says. Yeah, so I think we want to try the orange one. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my time coming down from meth in Barcelona. Oh, my God. Wow. Thank you. I am am so grateful I didn't tell the same story. (laughs) (laughs) Pamela, I don't mean to be judgmental, but I... I think your semester abroad may have changed you a little bit. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you left and you were getting 4.0 in college. And? Uh, and Is a 1.9 something to bitch about? (laughs) It's not going to get you into med school. It's not going to get you into being a family practitioner. I don't want to be a doctor anymore. What? No. You've wanted to be a doctor since you were a kid. Oh, I'm in pharmacology, but in a different sort of way. (laughs) 
What do you mean? Are you dealing drugs? Dealing? How about I'm fabricating them, and beautifully as well. Sing it. I've got a design a line. Are you really making me? <laughs> yes, bitch. I got a design a line on the drugs in the basement of our McMansion. 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 Okay, is this really what we're doing? I'm, I am busy. I am going to do drugs, mother. And so stop making me sing about them. You have such a beautiful voice. I, I want you to be a doctor was, singer. I was fine when I had to do choir, and then once my voice got shot from the drugs, I started doing bell choir, and after that, I stopped choiring. I am the choir. I'm preaching to you guys that I'm going to be paying your mortgage. You ought to see what I laid out in the mother-in-law suite in the basement next to the wine cellar. Do you promise it's something nice this time? If I find another dead animal, I'm going to be very upset. No more. That's dead a animals. side passion, mo- Mother. It's not even taxidermy, though. You just put them out. You just kill that's, them and keep them. No, that's who I choose to love. If what? they die during lovemaking, that's their problem. Oh, my God. Knock, what? knock, knock, knock. <laughs> I'll, get I'll get it. it. <laughs> oh, Hi. Um, uh, I live next door. Uh, our family seemed to misplace our cat, so I'm just handing out no. these lost flyers. It was a tabby, and I loved him. <laughs> well, how's that? <laughs> I loved your tabby buddy. Oh, I loved him. Oh, uh, the family's really distraught over it. Uh, we all love uh, the tabby. Yeah, a bit we of an outdoor an cat. A- an outdoor cat. We'll keep he, an eye out for him. Okay. Uh, Paul? He, he was a little feral, but he was great. <laughs> she went to Europe, and now she's horrible. I'm sorry. And? Am I missing something? Did you have a... Did you know our cat? I had a relationship with your cat. Well, we were more friends with benefits. <laughs> hmm. Like okay. good... Very fuzzy Facebook friend. You know what I mean? Like the kind of friend. Excuse me, sure. could you hold on for a second? Sure. Family? Yes? I really appreciate how you're still sticking up for me even when you're disgusted with what I do. You're my well, daughter. I love you. And you have my last name, if we're being honest. I know. I'm, if you make the papers, people are like, oh, Jim's kid. Here, what's this? Get out of here. No? Tell your wife to give me back my Tupperware and we'll give her back the carcass of your dead fucking cat. Get out of here. I heard your son's queer. Bye-bye. Mary. (laughs) What just happened to you? I had to protect her name. You know, you are turning into a different person too now that I'm thinking about it. I'm sorry, Mom, that you think that sleeping with an animal is, is not as bad as... sleeping with someone of the same sex. I... Don't... Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that in front of me. I don't know why you're trying to upset me. I don't know why. But leave me alone. Leave I'm going alone. to my room. I'm going to crochet and watch all my children. And if anyone bothers Mom, me, I swear to God. are you gay? I eat this raw. No, of course not. What did you just say? What did you say? I said, are you gay? Is, okay, if your mother was gay, would we have missionary-style sex once every three weeks? Yes, yes, you would. If yes. I, uh, would we? Are you sure? No, because yes. we have we have it scheduled. Mm-hmm. It's thir- every third Thursday of the month. <laughs> you see, uh, a lot of times I take your father's wiener and I pat it and I say, "Good, thank you." And I say, "You're very welcome." Because and I then she pegs me good. for an hour. <laughs> if I wasn't so high on the drugs, I would find this conversation terrifying. But because I've changed, I can listen to this and almost enjoy the idea of my parents in coitus. We cut to a coffee shop with this uh, father, husband. You're, you think your wife might be gay? Oh, I don't think. I, I doubt it, but maybe, yeah. You considered a lesbian brain? What's that? T- uh, having a lesbian brain? Would they like that at church? 
Would they like that at church? I feel like I, I don't know if I want a lesbian brain. What are you even talking about? Two Kai lattes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Oh, thank you. Kai lattes. For myself. <laughs> Doesn't look Kai. like Kai, huh? <laughs> I thought that was chai. Hmm. There's a couple things floating in here. Anyway, uh, cheers, friend. There you uh, go. Lesbian brain, you said? Yes. Just to please her? Yes. Or what do you what do you what does that entail? Like I don't want to change. I it. don't feel I don't know. You don't know? No. Well, what are you selling then, friend? <laughs> I'm just kicking around some ideas. I don't feel comfortable saying what a lesbian brain may or may not be. Come on, just do it. <laughs> no. Uh, <clears throat> Why'd you bring it up? Because I was just trying to get to a place <laughs> to help you out. I don't know. I'm spitballing. Cut to the back room of a lesbian brain store. <laughs> hey, so, Greg. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, so yeah. you're back here. You're looking at the, we call them dyke brains back here. I don't know if that's cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I heard you've been kind of out on the town and, and not really describing what a lesbian brain is. It's true. As head dyke of this company, I, I want to know what makes you so afraid to describe us. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Right? Sweat pours down his face <laughs> in his shirt. Um, I, you know, I just, I don't feel qualified to have a position on it. I just... You know, I. Uh, but if it was a position, it'd probably be scissors. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, Melinda, <clears throat> safety scissors. <laughs> love that. I love how fucking mean she is. Speaking of, uh, we're back. We are back with an amazing individual that survived an incredible accident of her own stupidity. Let's welcome Emily, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Emily. Hey, everybody. Um, so I'm glad to see you have a face. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure the person who owned it before their, their imminent death yes. had... Well, it's a child's skin, and so they put they, the child's skin goes on top of my skull, so that's why it looks so tight. You okay. look like a child in a woman's body. Yeah. Yes, it's a little alarming, but we're, we're going to roll with it. Stan, Stan, are you okay? I'm, uh, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, you need uh, to put your head between your legs for a while if yep. you can't stare you know directly what I into am. the sun. Uh, <laughs> into the sun, as we say, right? Yep. Into uh, the sun. Everyone at home probably wondering how this happened to me. I go in the forest. I saw a bear trap. I'm trying to fuck a bear, and a bear comes to the trap. And the bear don't fuck me. He scratched my face. And that's how I get here. Yep. Okay, we're going to have to stand. We're going to have to edit out the, 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 the F's and the, the F's. Yep, we're going to have to edit this out. Let's cut to commercial, actually. Okay. Oh, my God. This what is, is happening? Stan, get it together. It's a goddamn Christian show. If I don't look at her directly in the face, you'll want to throw up. Yeah. Too, for Christ's I think we've got a real sense. thing going on, and Stan's got his head between Christ. his legs. I'm the problem? Yeah, here? you are the problem. Why Buck up, pal. Why everybody yelling? I'm so, oh, em, uh, Emily, why don't you go over to the craft service table? There's craft? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just don't look in her in the eye. Okay. Jesus it's fucking like she Christ. She took on a child's personality. It was vile at the, because she has a child's face on her face. Who fucks a bear? That is so unchristian. Could she not have just said she had a tragic accident and she recommitted her life to Christ or something? Oh or she lives without expression, awesome. but, but Christ gives her everything she needs? It's just vile. It's terrifying. Look, we're going to go back. 
see if you can. I think we're. Skip, you don't have to go on camera with her. You can hide in the goddamn booth. You think that's funny? You think it's funny? You, you stare at that. Go, go look. Go look. Go, go take look. a glance, Stan. Go take a look. Okay. Go, I'll be go, fine. Go, go right fine. by the Cheez Its and see. Mm, Hi, Stan. There's no problem. Ah, ah, he pulls his eyes out. <laughs> Stan! Ah, 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 ah. Ah, pot in the kettle black. Here. Yeah, now who's okay. precious? Okay. We got to book some better guests. Can we just get like uh, Amy Grant on here or something like that? No. Well, I think here's the thing though. I mean, the the problem is, is she had no um she had no remorse for the part of her that gave, who wanted to give up her virginity. See, that's where <laughs> she went bad. I lost my virginity to Jesus. Um You I'm sorry. I'm just going to be candid while we're off camera. You tried to fuck a bear. That is not. Why can't we be candid when we're on camera? You're afraid of what I did in his holy name. Whoa. I just just no remorse. Chapter 316, Mark 11. If thou dost not fuck a bear, thou dost not see it. That is not the King James Version. Let me see this. It's Old Testament, but I'm half Jewish. She put some of her own pages in there. She did. What is this Bible? Bible by Emily? Oh, what? That's a very popular one I've heard, but we're not using it here. We're using King James. I only okay. survived because of Tab by Emily. <laughs> Your own Tab? Cut to tween Bible study. Oh. Oh. I like that passage. That was really beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I, I had a, no idea the Bible talked about fucking bears. Fucking bears, I felt fucking raccoons the, trying to I felt trying weird to, because I took a I I went to the purity ball with my father last year and he told me that I'd give it up to my husband. I just never conceived my husband would be a woodland animal or yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A flying creature. I I'm going to have to think hard because and, and do what Jesus wills for me. Mm-hmm. Sister, open up your mind. Jesus wills in mysterious ways. I love that about God. I love that about God's son. I love that about Christianity. Jesus wills in mysterious ways. Yes. <laughs> um, one way is um, you just try out some speed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do communion. Your speed. Speed. Your speed. Your speed. Well, I like going. Uh, Who doesn't like going fast? Yeah. It's like communion, right? Okay. <coughs> Bottoms up. Bottoms uh, up. Everyone put a cross across your... Oh. There, there, ah. there we go. <laughs> so my turn to think about Emily is... <laughs> I have to shit. <laughs> You're going into the bathroom to shit? Because I'm going into the bathroom to shit, too. Maybe we can shit on each other. Okay, well, that's messy, but oh, blah, if you blah, want... Blah, 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 She's drowning! You know, actually, this is such an annoyance principle. I just liked going blah, 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 blah. Oh. And you told me I was drowning. I did not know I was drowning. <laughs> Isn't that go. beautiful? We just wonderful. That we learn every day. <laughs> you guys, life's a herald. Uh, well, that's going to upset our mostly Christian audience. Uh, <laughs> that was disturbing. Oh, s- sayonara, the meat improv. It honestly sucks because my mom is like your one listener. <laughs> <laughs> she's finding my- out a lot today. She's getting upset, and then she's finding out more and getting more upset. <laughs> well, we made it worse. That was fun. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was I'm glad. effing frightening. Yeah. yeah. I, when did this happen? Like a year and a half ago? 
Yeah, like a year Oh, ago. my God. I'm viscerally upset as if it happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So that Honestly, is the, me too. the <laughs> mark of a brilliant storyteller. Stay away from good speed. <laughs> Stay away from Dutch drugs. <laughs> um, Susan. Yes. You're up. What would you oh. like to talk about? Well, you know, I was thinking about, oh, fuck, I have no story, blah, 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 blah. And then Emily's like, I really have one. I'm like thinking, okay, fuck, I have one too. Great. Everybody's Great. always got a story, right? Uh, so my dad was dying. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, had, he had colon cancer, stage four colon cancer. My dad, Bob Messing, was one of the driest, funniest people I'd ever met. And like he, his friends still tell Bob stories, the ones that are still alive. And... Uh, and he's deeply missed. But he kind of raised my older twin sisters and I to be kind of independent guys. So we'd go to hockey games with him on sun- Ranger games on Sunday night. He was just a cool guy who drove well, who, you know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> he, was, he was just a great guy. Anyway, so um, he was dying. And he had bought a place um, on North Flagler Avenue in West Palm Beach, which is right on the intercoastal waterway. And he had actually taken two apartments and chopped them down. So that um, he actually had the luxury of being able to die at home, which is great. I recommend that to anybody. If you don't have to die in a hospital, I highly recommend hospice at home. So about two, he had been slowly dying for a year. He had been doing a lot of shit over at Sloan Kettering. He did some sort of new thing in Houston. And see, uh, colon cancer is one of those, if you catch it early, colon cancer is a pretty decent cancer to have they chop yeah. it out call it a day and it's good or they can and even some stuff that used to be inoperable they've come up with some great things but they unfortunately came too late and honestly my dad's um 1960s kind of almost like even though he wasn't an ad agency kind of guy he was that sort of guy where they had you know scotch at lunch and you know then a their their uh shrimp cocktail and a big steak you know that kind <laughs> of thing uh, lifestyle. So when he and my mom had gotten separated and I'd go over to stay at his place, he had shit like like Malamars, which are like the greatest cookie. They were great when you're young. Malamars, for those of you who don't know, are kind of a graham cracker base, a marshmallow, and then like a dark chocolatey cover thing. And it's not my favorite, like but s'mores. for some reason it was great. Yeah, it's like a fucking s'more. He would have that and chunky soup in his house. And he also had just gotten this new thing called HBO. There you <laughs> so go. I actually did throw up once when I saw The Exorcist. But then again, <laughs> I had eaten like Malamars and chunky soup. Um, it's like weird fucking shit. That's, but that's how my dad ate. Just crap. And I think that made him sick. And so at age 54, he is dying in his place in Florida. And meanwhile, people, by that time... When you're dying, people are just kind of in and out all day long doing what they do. And normally, I would never miss a show. And I remember turning to my family and saying, not my family, but my family as in friends, turning to them and saying, take care of shit. I am out of here. Like, I just cover my shows. Like, when the shit finally hits the fan, you finally drop everything and you go, duh. All right. So that's why I invite people to duh earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time I got down to... Uh, West Palm Beach, my dad, they had just given him the morphine a couple hours beforehand. And I have a friend right now whose mom is dying and the way she describes this restless and not feeling good feeling of morphine, morphine changes you. Like by the time I saw my dad, he was saying shit like, get me a gun. He's not yeah, like, yeah. And as opposed to cool guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just not this person anymore. Um, 
That said, he was still smoking Viceroy, you know, like even though he's like sitting doubled over, but he's still smoking a Viceroy. I'm like, oh, we've got to start. like this is ridiculous. But I'm like, he's dying. What are you going to fucking do? Right. Yeah. So one night we're all kind of sitting in the room with him and I'm kind of pretending he's involved in the conversation, even though he is just like this. And his best friends from fucking college are there. He's, you know, prep school, all these guys like these guys are there for him. And uh, so he's sitting there and he says. He looks up at me and he says, pickle. And I go, pickle. Oh, my God, this is a dying man who's saying the word pickle. And it's almost like, Jesus, what's that show? Being there. The movie Being There yeah, yeah. with Peter like Sellers. Uh, Peter Sellers. Yeah, like he would say the stupidest shit, but all of a sudden it would become simply profound. So I'm thinking pickle must mean something. This poor man can't eat anymore. Uh, does he want a pickle? Does he want to smell a pickle? Does he want to hold a pickle? Fuck this shit. Get the fucking man a pickle. And I had two kitchens to choose from because they had, they had literally a floor in this apartment where people were just hanging out. So... I decide, okay, fine, get this guy a fucking pickle. He's a dying man. So I get him a pickle. I go into one of the kitchens, and I see, like, these Vlasic limp dick pickles. And, you know, they're not good ones, but I fucking bring him a pickle. And he's holding a spear in his hand because he's all kind of sitting there hunched over. And I put this pickle in his hand. And, like, it almost everybody clears, you know, to give this man a pickle. They were all humoring me, I guess, because he looked up and he went, Get this fucking pickle out of here. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I thought he was doing something profound. I don't know. Cut to two days later. Um, and he, some of his friends included this really cool guy who was a surgeon who could no longer be a surgeon because his hands were so arthritic. So he did needlepoint, but he also knew all the vitals, you know, the people who know the vitals, the people who come in and bring you an Easter bunny that's like this big. And by the way, I was 26 years old at the time. So it's not like. You know, you but baby. I was a baby. Nah, not that. Short string is short string. You know, like yeah. when your dad dies when you're stupid young. Um, but so I had him a good chunk. But believe me, I would have I would have given everything up to to be with him now. But anyway, so the night he died, and I am not a boo scary person. Like you know, one of those like ooh. But I will take it with a grain of salt. For example, when I bought my house, I did walk around with like incense saying, "I'm because Mrs. Gutman died in our house." I'm like, "Hey, I'm just taking care of the place." <laughs> I always do something like half assed, like I'll like smudge it just for shits and grins. But I I don't believe it yet, <laughs> just in case I should. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. You always just cover your fucking bases. So. I am in the room that I am in, in one wing, and my dad's shit is in the other. I'm just going to call it a wing now. It's the half of the apartment, which is huge. So I'm in a room, and the room is dark. And either I am having this as a dream, or this is actually happening. So I'm not exactly sure, because we were high the entire time once <laughs> we went down to Florida. Because we found my dad's weed and like his briefcases and shit, and we just started smoking it. He'd be like, it's all stems, and he's dying. Um, yes. So, so because uh, he was cool. My dad was cool. Anyway, so <laughs> it's not so cool to smoke weed. I don't know, whatever. You could but, drive. But we were smoking. So I'm either having this dream... Or uh, this is happening. And all of a sudden I see in front of me, you know when like cigarette smoke almost looks glamorous in the light where mm -hmm. it makes all these patterns? And I thought to myself, I saw that and I said, oh, that's my dad. And it didn't have his face, Bob Messing's face on it, but I just knew that was my dad. And I said, poor, poor guy, you don't know where to go because you're lost. And I was like, well, I'm sure you've already said that to Robin and Robin's really 
litigious and smart and because she was being a lawyer. You know what I mean? She can carry an argument and fight for right and all that stuff. And my dad was sort of like that and they're smart that way. You've already been to Robin and Bonnie is brilliant at business and you were a good businessman. So you've probably already been to Bonnie. And I'm like, aw, nobody has a sense of humor except me. You can go and me if you want. I got a sense of humor. I can handle it. I don't know what I was saying, but it was that feeling. So it went inside me almost like an I dream of genie, but I didn't feel any different like like that, but it didn't feel any different. And the next thing, my sister Robin is shaking me and I look at her and now I'm in real time, whatever that was. And Robin shakes me and I look at her and I went, I know. So Robin thinks to herself, I haven't seen Susan wake up in years. Maybe she wakes up mean or maybe <laughs> she knows that my dad has just died, but she says she knows, and I don't want to be a dick because Robin used to be hard to wake up when we were younger. But I've always actually been very nice to wake up, so this <laughs> is kind of weird. So I just, she just walks out of the room. Ten minutes later, she comes back in the room, and she goes, Ugh. She, she kind of shakes me again, thinking maybe I just woke up bad and, and, and not realizing that I'm doing it, whatever. So she shakes me again, and I look at her, and I went, I know. So she leaves. About 10 minutes later, she's thinking, okay, they're going to wheel in a gurney to take this corpse to a funeral home. She's going to rip me a new asshole and be such a dick to me, but it's going to be worth it because she's going, like, I just want to make sure that she was lucid when she said I know and doesn't maybe doesn't want to see the body, but in case she does and she's just waking up bad, I, I've got to risk her screaming at me. So I go into, she comes into the bedroom and I look at her and I go, What? She said, I know that you know, I just want to make sure we know the same thing. And I just looked at her just so exasperated and I was like, ugh, dad is confused and doesn't know where he is. And she said, okay, yes, and he's dead. You know, like, uh, you know, and I just got up very, that's when I got up just like whatever and went and said goodbye to a corpse, which by the way is a cicada shell. Because I just recently saw another person in a coffin, just the, the yeah. guy who fixed our house up, Joe Zapora. He was a great guy, great Polish artisan. Uh, and he's the one who dug into my footings when we had no footings, apparently, in my house. I didn't know that. And he <laughs> just looked at me and he went, he's not impossible. So he has been my man for life. So anyway, I just saw a, a dead body. Yeah. I went to a viewing the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, it's a cicada shell. So yeah. my, my story has no point in it rambles, but it's <laughs> wow. kind of about death. Did yeah, your yeah. sister feel that way about your dad's spirit? I don't think I, no, none of them went, oh, yeah, he did the same thing. Because either I was dreaming that this happened or this is what was happening. Wow. Yeah. But it was happening as he was dying. Yeah. And like I said, I take this shit with a grain of salt, but I might take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes you got to find your own meaning in things, you know, or the fact that it might be meaningful. That's I don't like, know. Right. When, when my daughter was two, I had to tell her um, I she asked where uh, where Papa Bob was. And I said, well, Papa Bob lives in the sky and he smiles at us and he gets good parking spots. <laughs> and which I thought was very reasonable for a two year old, you know. Thank you. And uh, so I went upstairs and I hear what sounds like keening of a, like uh, an Iraqi woman over an open mass grave. I mean, it sounded so horrible and like just like from your, the depths of your soul, like you've lost the worst thing ever. And I run upstairs and I said, Sophia, what's wrong? And she goes, I miss Papa Bob. She's never Aww. met him. Aww. I know. But it's like that kind of shows what kind of feeling she has. But, yeah. Yeah. but uh, I feel very much that that guy's with me. I like to, you know, when you drive in the middle of the night in Chicago by yourself and the streets are yours. Yes. That's when I am my dad's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I can drive like 
he did. Or when I look at a hockey game, I, I took my daughter to her first Rangers game. Uh, my sister Bonnie took us because Bonnie still has season tickets. And I burst into tears when I was there. I was so happy to be in the garden. And I'm not even, uh, I'm not even a Rangers fan anymore. Yeah. I'm a Rangers fan starting from the 1975-76 season, yeah. which dates me horribly. <laughs> but that's what I was. You know, Gil's Graton and... and John Davidson a little later, and Roger Bear and Steve Vickers, and Espo came in later. Oh, yeah, I can I can talk a blue streak with a 40, 50-year-old crowd. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's the only sport. That's uh, yeah. my only thing. And even then, I think it's because it means your dad. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things people get into because their parent loved it, and that's the association as opposed to, man, it's my thing. Yeah. Yes. I, I, think, I think those feelings, those dream-like sensations are so... Do you think they're real? real? Yes. Wow. I, I, and it was uh, for me. It was at night. I was driving. I was driving home drunk. Don't do it, kids. I was driving home drunk, and I started. I fell asleep at the wheel completely, and I drifted across a five-lane highway, and I woke up right as I was about to hit the cement rail on this side. And I swear on my life, and I've never been spiritual. I felt a hand pull me up. So I was slouching like this. And a hand pulls me up, and all of a sudden I was wide awake, and I I immediately went, Nana, yeah, and I knew it, I knew it as it like pure as day, and I've wow. I've never ever ever felt that kind of like, that kind of assuredness that there was something else, but I've my Nana and I were super close, and the minute it happened, I said her name, and I was like, I mean completely fine. And then I was like driving and then all these cars start to come past me and I was like, what an amazing gift. Yeah. But there was no other way for me to describe it. Oh, <laughs> this turned into ghost stories. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm talking Um, listen, so <clears throat> your Grandfather's very heavily sedated. Um, he might say some things, but it's not, I promise you, when he just, whatever, he just said, shuck me an oyster, Susan. That's, that's no one's name around here, but don't, don't take any, you know. Don't take- I won't take personal umbrage. I understand it's hard to maintain dignity when you're dying. Yep. Yes. So yeah, don't don't take it personally. Oyster we'll just, sampler. Oh, that's Stuck funny because we live we live in the Midwest and oysters aren't going to be they're going to be fresh frozen. They're not going to be from from the seashore. So I won't take offense to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like a Long John Silver's, right? I, I would imagine. But the most important thing here is to just keep them comfortable. Any kind of oyster. <laughs> So he's speaking in gobbledygook right now. There's so he's no, not talking nothing. about vagina or something that smells like woman or something like that for somebody who's insensitive to women's natural smells. I don't I know think that. So. I, I won't take offense to Grandpa saying that. I appreciate that. Fried I, I was, oysters would do. <laughs> oh, close your eyes. <laughs> close your eyes. It's okay. I've, I'm chubby. I know you would sleep with the chubby girl. They would always sleep with the chubby girl in the middle of the night. So I'm not going to take personal offense to that. I, I was in a bad sorority, but I wasn't a sorority. So. I understand that. Like yeah. an oyster okay. stew or something. Okay, even like you're something out of control. Do you need me to put your feet up on some pillows here? <laughs> oh. Well, well it, I guess it depends what kind of race he's going for, because I certainly know that <laughs> there's red and then, and then there's creamy. Yeah. Oh, you, are, you are waiting. I, you are reading too much into this. I will never take opinion. offense at that. I, I was a psychology major. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Um, okay. Do you want some uh, li- solidified water? Can? Uh, you want some seafood. 
seafood. Mm. See, he's hopeless right now. I don't even know. <laughs> I know don't what? take offense. Let's give him some more morphine and see what happens. <clears throat> there Cut it to is. a campfire. So that's when the ghost came, and the ghost was like, oysters. And no one brought him an oyster. <gasps> so his soul was just floating around by the seaside. Why don't they bring him a crawfish? Well, because they, they didn't know. Because they could have bought a crawfish because it's indigenous to our culture. They could have, but they didn't. And that's... that's Why did he want oysters so bad? Because it's, it's a ghost story. It's not real. Okay, Why kiddos. I think these stories have got us a little worked up, right? Uh, this makes no sense. It should be getting a crawfish. Don't call me a kiddo, Gary. I'm 45. Uh, I'm sorry. I just... Uh, I've been working at this camp for 10 years. Sorry. I can tell a damn story. This three-year-old little bitch is trying to throw me off. <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm seven. I was a preemie. Just... <laughs> Damn it. Now I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I promised a nice... But my brain's as big as anybody's. <laughs> yep. I just, uh, you know, this camp is supposed to be like a nice all-ages kind of fun time, and I think maybe some... If you've got cancer. Yeah. Right. Right. Fun times with cancer. <laughs> yeah. You think that her story is more important than mine just because she's going to die young and I'm going to die 45? No. Well, actually, I, my treatment is going very well. Otherwise, I would not be allowed a foray into campgrounds. I feel like we've had this fight before, except as two women the same age, and I said I'd hoped you died. I feel your spirit. Wow. I don't mean to boast, but I'm stage four and a half. <coughs> Shut <laughs> up, Crystal. That's like being an A++++. Would anyone want a fried Malamar? No, but I'd love a tab by Emily. <laughs> good callbacks, friends. Really good Got callbacks. Really right. <laughs> I know, right? Life's a herald. I'm not um, joking, assholes. Life is a fucking herald. Like a sheep. Welcome to Cunt City. <laughs> Cunt City population me. <laughs> All right, that's the show, folks. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having uh, us. Thank you so, oh, much, for thank you so much for doing uh, this. We'll give you a chance to plug something real quick. And, uh, oh, I, I do a show on this very stage. It's messing with a friend, right? Yeah, I, I shit on this stage every week. Thursday night at 1030, a uh, new friend every week. And uh, I don't shit on the stage. I mean, not literally. Because um, <laughs> we don't use props in improv. And uh, on Tuesday nights... I am at the I.O. doing a show called Molly with Norm Holly. And speaking of drugs, and on uh, once a month on every uh, Friday, last Friday of every month, I'm at the Second City with Rachel Mason, sometimes Norm and sometimes other boys in a show called The Boys. Great. That's excellent. Mm. Uh, And teaching classes here at the Annoyance, right? I teach classes Um, this summer and, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. You remember Life's a Herald? Yes. Yes. We've already discussed that. Uh, all right. I, my name is Emily Feinmaster. I, <laughs> I bite <laughs> you. Bite you. Uh, if you're ever uh, in town, you want to go to Second City Show, hit me up on Facebook for tickets or DM me on Instagram. I love giving away free tickets. My Instagram handle is gendersgapad. Horny. Excellent. It's also your Twitter, Twitter handle, right? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you twat that, huh? Uh, I twat that too, yeah. Great. Uh, wake up with Jacob on Twitter. Great. I'm at Mr. Josh Simpson. You can check out all my shows there. Meet Improv on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow the dang tour if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll come to your town sometime soon. Not by the fucking train. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for the annoyance for being a wonderful host. Thank you to the audience for listening. And, yes, uh, thank and you. Being yeah. here. Uh, we so will fun. see you next time on The Meet. The Meet. Improv.
been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.